Well, hello, and welcome to this week's of Photographic Life. Um, regular listeners will know that we're more than happy to welcome sponsors to a photographic life as long as money doesn't uh, exchange hands, pass from hand to hand. This week, welcome the Abstract Expressionists, uh, this week's sponsors. The camera is a perfect companion. It makes no demands, imposes no obligations. It becomes your notebook and your reference library, your microscope and your telescope. Aaron Siskin said that. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, we had uh, Sky Television installed um, at home. And something actually I haven't had, I didn't realise, for 10 years. But uh, due to a number of reasons, um, we had to have it fitted. That then led me to have a search through to see what I had missed that had been only available on Sky. And I came across a series that many of you may well already have watched um, called Master of Photography, a sort of a uh, competition talent show for photography. Um, it's been running over four series. I've now watched all four series. Olivero Toscani is the one constant throughout all four series. It seems to me as if they've been jumping around trying to find the right people to comment on the work. And it is that comment on work where I wanted to kind of, or what I wanted to pick up on this week. Going through um, the programs, it encouraged me to write an article which I've done, which is on the United Nations of Photography website. Um, and I tweeted about that. And a lot of people came back at me and said, well, yeah, you know, a lot of the comments that are made about the work are too harsh or too unfair. I actually think that Toscani, who is perhaps the harshest critic of all on the programme, is the fairest critic of all. I think the problem with the other critics is what they reveal is their lack of knowledge, their lack of kind of confidence, I suppose, their lack of experience, and also their desire to comment upon work purely from the subjective point of view. And that, for me, always provides a problem, that subjectivity, because it then draws sort of draws you to sort of think questioning where does that subjectivity come from what have you done that informs that opinion that you're putting forward and is it one that um i should actually take on board is it one of relevance objectivity <coughs> excuse me uh, objectivity is where what i aim for within photography and particularly when it comes to critiques or feedback and looking at work when I mentor photographers, I very rarely um, talk about the work itself. I'd far rather that the photographer looks at the work and makes their own decisions about the work based on their own research than me giving an opinion. As such, and this may be slightly controversial, um, I don't actually believe in the good picture or the bad picture. What I do believe in is the successful image and the unsuccessful image. And what makes, to me, um, the difference between those two things is context. Is the image successful within the context it was created in or unsuccessful within that context? 
going back to master of photography um too often i felt the photographers um misunderstood the brief ignored the brief and kept bringing it back to themselves quite often putting themselves in the photograph which i just did not understand what that desire was or bringing it very much back to them their their, their explanations about their work as to why it was a successful piece of work were based very much around these preconceived ideas which just were not obvious in the image, which is something that Toscani picked up on. Something else that happened over the last week is the National Portrait Gallery have announced their annual Taylor Wessing Awards for portrait photography in, uh, in the UK. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very easy thing to pick on, as is any competition as to the winners and, and what is the right winner and what is a strong image. But I have to say that once again, I'm just incredibly disappointed by the work that's chosen to be showcased. Not because I have anything against the photographers. Congratulations to them. Well done. But because the work that is chosen, the work that, the work that is showcased, is perceived by many to be the goal to aim for. And I suppose that's a slight problem I had with the Master of Photography, was that the photographers were creating work almost for the wrong reasons and with the wrong understanding. So the work was becoming incredibly generic. And this was something that Toscani regularly was picking up on and saying, take risks, go deeper. You're not bringing yourself to the picture in the way in which the image is being created. You're creating images, which I see all the time, which are incredibly generic. And I think for me personally, that's the problem with the uh, Taylor Wessing Award. The images are just generic. You might say you like this, you like that, but none of them are going to stop you or excite you or make you think, yes, portrait photography is moving forward. It's doing something here that I want to get excited by. This idea of judgment also came up in, a, in another incident in the last week or so. Um, some people are getting together and putting together something they're calling the Photo Book Cafe in London. I thought, what a great idea. This sounds brilliant. And I looked into it a little bit further and I noticed on their website that actually what they were asking was for photographers to upload PDFs of their photo books to the cafe's website. They would then judge as to whether or not the work was worthy and they would then allow you to send them a free copy of your book. I know, a strange business plan, huh? The idea of going out and buying all of these photo books and creating a, a, an amazing destination for photographers to go to as a photo book library, uh, which is what I thought it was going to be. It's kind of gone out the window because someone else is going to make a decision as to whether or not that book is worthy of them giving uh, accepting it for free. Comes down to this thing again about critiquing, critiquing and looking at work. And well, who are they to judge whether it's a successful work? Are they aware of the importance that that judgment has? The fact that by putting forward a critique of somebody's work could really upset them. It could throw them off course. It could give them 
a false agenda. It could give them this agenda that they feel that they needed to live up to, which actually they don't. Yeah, I'm in a position and I have been in a position now for over 33 years to comment on photographers' work and to express my opinion of that work. Uh, for many years, um, I took that incredibly uh, seriously because what I realised was not only was I giving them work, but I was giving them payment, which meant I was giving them a career, which meant I was supporting their life choices. Now I do this within an academic, within a teaching environment, within a mentoring environment. And it's even more important, perhaps, in those situations to be honest with people, but at the same time to express that all I'm giving them is an opinion and other people's opinions may disagree with mine and that that's perfectly okay. So this whole thing of critiquing photography, of commenting on singular images or a body of narrative work is filled with problems. And I think all I can really kind of say to you on this is if you're looking for that, make sure what you're not looking for is someone to tell you something to make you feel good. Feedback isn't what you want to hear necessarily. It may be what you need to hear. And that was something the contestants in Master of Photography certainly didn't seem to understand. Again and again, somebody would be told by Toscani, somebody who I totally respect with a huge wealth of knowledge and experience. Uh, they would be told something that they didn't like. They would return to their chair and say, well, I'm still proud of what I did. That's fine, but you're not going to learn with that kind of an attitude. This week, I'm really pleased to welcome a photographer uh, to What Does Photography Mean to You, who I came across um, via social media, strangely enough, through the covers that he had designed for his latest book and the graphic approach and, uh, that he'd adopted really caught my eye and so I looked further into his work. Born in Bristol, England in 1969, John Anderson started his career in the early 1990s documenting the fall of the Berlin Wall and the changing geopolitical landscape of Eastern Europe. Since then his practice has continued to explore different languages of documentary photography, focusing on how specific communities form, shift and develop. His personal projects have garnered critical acclaim and have been exhibited at major art institutions in the UK and overseas. His monograph, Love, Power, Sacrifice, was published by Dowie Lewis um, and it documented the Jesus Army over a 20-year period and peers into a microcosm of fanatical religion. His book, the one that caught my eye, English Journey, uh, has just come out in July 2019. And in that, he revisits the travels of the writer J.B. Priestley uh, in 1934. John now divides his time between creating personal work, hosting workshops, and accepting commissions to photograph for features and portraits for a range of magazines, charities and design agencies, including the Saturday and Sunday Times magazine, Rolling Stone, El Pass and uh, Spiegel, uh, Lloyds Bank, and the British Heart Foundation. What does photography mean to me? 
I was pretty lucky. I started out at a very early age of about 14. I was quite a shy person, um, not particularly academic. But I found photography suddenly gave me this whole new sense of purpose and confidence. I feel pretty blessed uh, that I found a vocation in my life that allows me to fundamentally be a professional tourist. I think a lot of people, other people who aren't in this industry still find it quite hard to fathom that I make a living out of travelling around, meeting wonderful, interesting people and visiting unusual places that you probably normally wouldn't visit. That's something that I'm really thankful for. A lot of my personal projects can often take a few years, some, some take longer than that, uh, to come to fruition. I think this is partly to do with the fact that I try and make them sustainable financially as I go along. And I think my biggest problem is I do overthink it. I think that's an inherent problem with photographers and artists. Uh, we tend to overthink things. There's been lots of talk in recent years about, you know, photojournalism is dead and photography is dead. But I think the joy of photography is that it is constantly changing, constantly metamorphosizing itself. And for me, that's quite exciting. I think uh, photographs in themselves um, inherently have a habit of repeating themselves. So the key for me is to always try and reinvent myself and reinvent my approach to it. It can sometimes be hard because you have a formula that works and then you decide to abandon all that and try something new. And you convince yourself you've gone down the wrong route. But usually, most times, after a f few months, years of doing that, new, uh, taking that new approach, things do come good. And then again, some projects just don't work. I've got plenty of projects in my in my drawers or in my archive that have started that didn't quite work. Being someone who's been working as a photographer for many years, initially the digital revolution frightened me and scared me, and now the joy of, of researching any project has become so much easier, so much more in-depth. A click of a button, you can find out all sorts of interesting facts. Although I have noticed recently that it is worth double-checking your sources on, this, uh, on my project on this day. I found there was quite a lot of stuff online that didn't actually tally, particularly when I was using archive images next to the contemporary work. I had to quite often cross-reference some of it and some of it was misinformation. So to sum up, I'm grateful what photography has done for me and what it means to me. And I always try to remember whenever I get stuck in a rut is to think of my younger self in a suburban bedroom. Um, keeping, I try to keep that amateur spirit, that beginner's mindset. Well, thank you, John, for your contribution this week. Um, I think if we, I always like to try and pick up on themes because when I when I listen to the contributions, you know, things kind of start sparking off in my mind, and I and I hope they do in yours too. There's a lot of stuff that John was talking about there that I actually talk about um, when I'm mentoring photographers. That idea that a project doesn't have to succeed; it may just be a stepping stone to something else. I think also that um, that fear of the unknown, and we often talk about the conservatism of photographers. I, I mean that with a very small C, by the way. Um, and the nature 
of uh, change really kind of impacting, sometimes in a very negative way, but certainly in a, I suppose, in quite a, a strong way. And I suppose in a way um, that fact of embracing change is really what we should be doing as image, ma image makers and as visual storytellers. So a few things there picking up from uh, John's contribution that I think are, um, are really important. I also like that idea of retaining that amateur enthusiasm. I've seen a few comments recently of photographers in these long summer days, especially if you're in a situation whereby your clients are away on holiday and perhaps you're finding yourself kind of slightly compromised by the fact that perhaps you have children or family to look after or other commitments that you perhaps don't have the rest of the year. Um, they can suddenly impact on you and there can be that real sense of kind of, I suppose, disconnect with the photographic industry. Um, I hope that this podcast um, helps each week to just kind of connect with ideas, connect with thoughts, but also um, keep a positive kind of approach and a positive mindset, I suppose, um, to what's going on. Somebody said to me uh, about me the other day um, that uh, I was increasingly uh, positive and I shouldn't be about the industry because the industry was in such a mess. Well, I just don't see the benefit of being negative, of being down about it. I like to try and be optimistically realistic. Um, that's my description for my positivity. Uh, strangely enough, I'm sure my wife wouldn't agree with the positive element, but there again, that's just the way that is. Um, if you've been uh, enjoying these podcasts, then do please um, check out our Patreon page. Uh, where number, Thank you very much, by the way, for a lot of people who have been um, supporting us on there. So do check out Podcast Plus on the uh, Patreon page where you can access extra audio um, with famous photographers, uh, an information sheet that kind of takes some of the discussion we've had in this podcast to a perhaps a, an, another level and gives you ideas and where you can pick up on these threads and explore them further for yourself, as well as an extra uh, weekly podcast talking about some of those, um, those links and those other places to get information. Well, this week we were uh, sponsored by the Abstract Expressionists and um, I thank them for their work. Whether you agreed or disagreed was of no consequence. It was exciting and you were compelled to paint over your head. If your painting was criticised adversely, you either imitated someone to give it importance or you simply suffered and painted harder to make your feelings on canvas convincing. William Baziotis said that, and I think... Anybody who's received a criticism for their photography can maybe take that on board. And don't forget, take care.